0: It's you alone, King of Kings.
1: It's you alone, King of Kings.
0: Oh, you're all that we're after. But I'm um, just, just encouraged by everything that just where the worship went this morning, or this wherever we are in the day. <laughs> it's six o'clock. I feel every, every, it feels like morning. <laughs> um, it's been a long weekend, but, um, you're not tired either, man, bro, look at you. we <laughs> are like, how you feel? Great. Kind of tired. I could use sleep, but it's all right. And, um, I just want to encourage people, um, so many things happened this weekend and, uh just going to have to hopefully we will we'll have the we'll have things available for people to go you know go back and and listen cuz i need to just go over everything that was released and dropped and uh so much but i do want to focus on on the father and i felt like the love of the father was supposed to be the highlight for t- for this mor- for tonight this morning wherever we are Mercy, I literally don't know what time it is. Um, but the Lord is is going to do something powerful for people in this room. I promise you. I feel like the Lord had a, a total like, he's gonna he's gonna mark people today, okay? And it is because of his gaze, yeah. And so, I guess I got to do my transitional thing, yeah. So we're going to receive today's offering that this is for the house. But we also have a guest. He's, he's our adopted son. And so I want you to just, I, I felt like the Lord said we're going to give Thanksgiving on top of the offering that we give, right? Our, our tithes and offerings. And if we could just give a Thanksgiving gift. Like how many were here all weekend? Okay. Half the room? Wow. Is everyone raising their hands? Come on. Raise your hands. How many were here all weekend? Okay, and those of you who weren't, just give a Thanksgiving offering anyway, okay? If you're here one night, it doesn't matter, it's all good. So I just want us to give Thanksgiving offerings so that, you know, the Holy Spirit can work through our giving, I promise you that. And I've watched time after time as the Lord has like, I just think of the building, Right? There's a principle that we just go out by faith and, we, try and we, we step into what God's saying and we push into what God's saying, believing that the resources are behind it. Amen? Yes. And, and the Lord kind of brought everything together in this place, um, not by our own might. Yeah, there was some human effort to put this together, but, but the resources backing it, was not by us, like, pushing it out on social media or even, you know, uh, ringing it, you know. Put. I've, I've been in churches that just push, 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 money, 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 money. And hopefully that's not the vibe you get from us. And I, I trust that the Holy Spirit we've watched as one-third of the building was taken care of and paid for. Part of it was our stewardship with the money that we already had. But part of it was miraculously, you know, people just giving, like people unexpectedly giving some crazy, crazy things. So I am telling you all things are possible. And how do we get ourselves out of poverty? And how do you get yourself out of debt? You blow God up with with giving. No, I I believe that. Because even in our own lives, we've watched the Lord... uh, Bring us back, like, move us out of, like, crazy debt. I own two houses, we own two houses, and we had all kinds of debt, and the Lord took care of it all. So, right, that word <laughs> for you is, like, right on, right on, right? So the Lord will bring restitution as we just step out and push in. Amen. How many? How many can testify to that? Yeah. So it's all over the room. And so we're just going to give, all right? And you can give online. If you need an envelope, just raise your hand if there's not one in, in the slot behind you or in front of you, I should say. And uh, we're just thankful. And thank you all who've sacrificially gave. And thank you all who've served, like, freshened the bathrooms, like, all weekend. Like, people have just been awesome. Um, Donnie, with He's the master parking guy. Joe's the master parking guy, and he's just been here. So I just want to just bless you, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you that you're so, so good to us. You're so, so faithful. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your, your, your provision for everyone in this place. Thank you, Father, that you just, you give exceedingly and abundantly, like bef- beyond what we can ever think, because that's who you are. And sometimes it doesn't look like that, God, but we know that you're faithful and that you're going to wreck us in the end with prosperity and increase and abundance. And we love you and thank you so much for what you're doing and who you are. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
1: My announcements are missing. We can't find them. Oh, no wonder. (laughs) You know when you say, where's my glasses? (laughs) They're on top of your head. (laughs) I was just sitting on the announcements. Okay. I do want to thank everyone as well. Let me see. It goes down to the basement. Registration crew, merchandise crew. Readers, ushers. You know what? We could not do this without you. Absolutely not. And we have a lot of different conferences planned because we are called to be a training and equipping center and bringing in people to speak into this region. So we thank you for all who have come and helped and served. We really thank you and love you all. Speaking of welcome cards, if you, is this your first time? Raise your hand. If you'd like a welcome card, an usher will come over to you and give you a welcome card. And you can fill that out. And we'll keep you posted. We won't inundate you with hundreds of emails. Trust me, because I don't like that. But we'll let you know what's going on so you know when the conferences are. And we have our favorite night of the week. Is the Waken House of Prayer. Woo, yes. Come out, come out. Holy, holy. (laughs) I'm not going to forget that one. Awaken House of Prayer, Wednesday at 7. All right. Now, does anybody know what this week is on Thursday? National Day of Prayer. Are you coming out? What? Yes. Yes. Let me hear it. Yes. Yes. I'm coming out to pray because... I'm leading this event, and you're going to come and support me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to be at the Capitol in Concord, New Hampshire. We have the whole entire sidewalk right next to the arch. We are going to lift up our voices in thanksgiving and praise. And the Lord showed me that we're going to lift him up as King of Kings and Lord of Lords over in New Hampshire. There's many events taking place in New Hampshire, but that's our Capitol event. There's many different people that will be coming and praying and a lot of different speakers. It's going to be, I know, I just have this like expectation. It's going to be phenomenal. 12 to 2, Concord. Be there. No glory night in May. Why? Because we just had a conference. We need a moment. (laughs) (laughs) And we have National Day of Prayer. I mean, there's so much going on. But we have the greater glory gathering right there. Where is it? Here it is. Oh, my goodness, this is going to be lights out. Why? Because we got the glory guys coming. And Steve Swanson, forget it. You guys are going to just put your party hats on. (laughs) Because Steve Swanson, wow, amazing. Now, if you'd like to register and be those early birds, you get the early bird special. The early bird special is $60 for Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night. It's a pretty good deal. There you go. Take your phone, line it up, and there you go. You can register and be really early because I have a funny feeling we're going to have to turn people away. We won't have enough seats in this house to be able to house everybody for this conference. And people are already registering because David Herzog is putting it out, and Joshua Mills has been putting it out, and people have known about it before we do, so We've actually gotten it out. So I think you guys need to get on board and, and register early. Okay. I think that was it. Amen.
0: Oh. Yeah, I get to sleep the week before, before June 1st, just sleep the whole week, get to bed early. I just wanted to touch on a couple things, and I really I do not plan on being long. I think we've been in, we've had plenty of meetings this week, have we? We've been in church four times this week, so um, but I do want to just touch on a couple things because I feel like I could literally I'm gonna come up here so I can look at you. I could literally feel like last night as we were up here, I could sense that fullness of the wind of God and what God was doing in not just here but as mom said in the the back in the region and I say that with fear and trembling because I know this I feel like the Lord is like all right it goes back to stewardship like what what's going to happen as my spirit begins to come in and, and and the Lord is looking to move through a family He's not looking to move through a ministry, although we have a ministry because that's the 501c3 and all that nonsense, right? It's not nonsense. It's just the setup. But I just say this because the Lord is looking to move through a family. And I just want to hit on a couple of scriptures. You know, one of the things that, um, and, he want, and the Lord wants to father us through the whole thing. But I could just sense the weight and the presence of what the Lord is beginning to do. And we've sensed it here week to week, in a, in a, in a big way. Like Him coming and, and just invading our space. And I, I, I tell you, there has to be a, a heart posture that's able to receive and retain. And we have to carry... Uh, what was mentioned in the back as well, the frequency of heaven to be able to dispense what he has, not just here but regionally. And so I, I just want to, actually something hit me strong last night and, and Stevie brought it. Um, Psalm 68 and verse 3, it says, let the, let the righteous be glad. And let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them re- rejoice exceedingly. Like we really need to be happy about what God does. And, 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 and really just, he wants to give us more than we can understand. It goes back to that exceedingly, abundantly, above, above all we can ask, think, or imagine. He wants to pour those things out. And he is... But what happens is we we begin we tend to veer off and it becomes it we, we get confused on who we are. Are you hearing me? Goes back to identity and knowing our mission and purpose and, and walking those things out and it's not about being the hottest thing in in, in New Hampshire. Hello. Or New England. It's not about putting our name or our church on the map. As a matter of fact, the website shouldn't even have our faces on it, as far as I'm concerned. No, I'm serious. We need to fix that. I mean, it's not not bad to have bios and all that stuff, but there's something about the Lord wants to be exalted. And the Father wants to be exalted and he's trying to bring us into a, an understanding of family. Why? Because our world is broken and and fatherless. So just read the rest of this this these couple of verses. It says sing to sing to God, sing praises to his name. And we have to have uh, the sound of praise within us. We must have this extol inside of us which is building I loved what you said, we build a highway, we build an on-ramp into what God's doing. And as we do that, we just give ourselves completely to that on-ramp and build that thing that goes into the heavenlies and even in the desert places because there's water that will come. But then he goes on to say, he says he says this, David, he says, He says, extol him who rides on the clouds. That's meaning we we just, the one. He's always got to be the center. By his name, Yah. And rejoice before him. A father to the fatherless. A defender of widows. Is God in his holy habitation. The Lord, and, and, and that was our whole theme for this whole place, right? That we would, we, this place would be a habitation. Everyone say habitation. God wants to inhabit this place, but he wants to be, he wants to be, inhabit, he wants to be inhabiting your life in fullness. And so we can go through a weekend and feel the goodness of God all over it. And then walk out of here, and next week we're getting bashed up by the enemy. And all the thoughts that come on by that because we're living fatherless. Right? It's just where, where we're living. Remember I talked about the living room on Thursday night. Where are you living? Is it a gold mine or a landmine? Like, what does your living room look like? Right, because we can walk and do all the all all the things and be in the ministry and, you know what? Mm, all right, I'll just be good. Be bad. Yeah. See, that's why I got him behind me, because he'd be right in front of me doing that. But we have to like, the Lord's looking to raise up fathers, sons, and daughters. Go with me to Malachi chapter four. And I'm gonna land right where he—he he already here. That's why he scares me. No, you know what I'm saying. It's just like. What happens is when you come into, uh, I felt like even last night, right? So the, so the, <laughs> Jeremy did a good, good job about uh, chasing any any religious spirits out of here. <laughs> like he did a good job because I think that was his mission last night. I'm like, oh boy, he's trying to just get after it, and um, but I realize that as there's a, a mixture of Stevie Mitchell this house, and Jeremy Nelson, that there's, there's new wine, there's fresh wine, there's fresh oil, there's all these things that come in the cluster. That's why it's so important to, to like, mingle. And then when we've got the same spirit, like when we're, when we're cut from the same cloth, like God put the same DNA inside of us, it's so easy so that when he's like, I'm like, he is going there after this stuff that I'm going to talk about today, this is crazy. And it's got everything to do with stewarding what God's doing. Stewarding the move of God. Because I can't, we, we can't as a family steward what God's going to do if we've got like all this brokenness and fatherless inside of us. We can't. It's impossible. And I'm just thinking back to some things. Like you talked about touching uh, your wife's, uh, the baby, and I can remember doing the same thing. Like we would, I would literally pray, we would pray in tongues over Victoria. And she would do the same thing at two over, over Josiah. Because she'd mimic us, not even knowing. And maybe she was, I, I said it before, she was born, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist, you know. But this is what this is talking about, the spirit of Elijah being on a generation. Spirit of Elijah, being on a generation. So I'm thinking about these things today, and I'm thinking, wow. Listen, I was a complete radical, out of my mind, prodigal, like, and then when I came into the kingdom, I became a complete radical son. Okay, but I'm telling you, there's something that the Lord brought to mind this just this morning, and it was this: when I I was totally out of control, like I got. I had, a, I had a Jeremiah prophet call on my life when I was 11. Our spiritual mother, my spiritual grandmother, prophesied over me. And I, the fear of the Lord came upon me. The Jeremiah call that I'll go to the nations and be a voice for the Lord. And I'm like, that's crazy. I don't know nothing about that. I'm afraid of that. And I backslid. I shouldn't even say slid. Backcrashed. Okay? And as I back crashed, I was lost for like seven years in the world. Right out of high school, living on my own at 19 years old. But I had a father in heaven who met me on a beach one day through an angel. He sent an angel to meet me on a beach and talk to me, and I didn't know. So be careful who you talk to on the streets. You don't know. The Bible says be careful because you might be entertaining angels. But this dude told me all about my life. He began to uh, uh, open up all about my life. He says, I'm your father's friend. I'm like, I hadn't talked to my father in five years anyway. Guess what? I didn't get saved by the angel. I continued on for a couple more months. But I'm telling you that the Lord, he's got his eye on you. His eye is on you. His eye is on the prodigals that you know. His eye is on every family member that you think, He. oh, you're not hearing me. You're not hearing me, God. I'm telling you, he's hearing you. And so I had a family that as I was lost, they were praying. I had parents that were believing that I would come back to Jesus And so while I was a crack addict and acid head and all those other things, you put it, whatever, whatever. If it got me high, I'd do it. The only thing I didn't do is inject things into my body. Smoked everything that was whatever, okay? I know you're all saints. <laughs> Never did nothing wrong. But I'm just saying this because I, I watched as my father, when I made one phone call, he just said, come home. I've been waiting for you to call. Come home. I'm like, come home. He's like, just come home. I'm saying this because, ready? Here's what it's going to look like in the last days. This is why the last paragraphs of the Old Testament before Jesus, the Son, is born, declares this. Malachi 4, in verse 5, it said, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Guess what? There's a dreadful day if you don't know Jesus, and there's a great day if you know Jesus. But if you deny Jesus, guess what? Bad news. Bad news because we're all going to spend eternity someplace. Every one of us will spend eternity someplace. Guess what? You get everlasting life. Well, death. Everlasting death. Everlasting judgment. I feel that. What's going on? You all right? Some people are like, I don't know. No, I'm telling you, there's hell and there's heaven. And someone's going somewhere, and someone's going another place, and it's all Jesus is the door, unlock. He's the key, Isaiah twenty-two key, and he's the door. He's the key that opens the door to heaven. Okay, all right, I won't. I'll stop before the coming and great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn. He will turn. The hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to the Father, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. And we don't, like, we don't like to talk about God's judgments. And I'm not here to talk about God's judgments today. But we need to preach more about the coming of the Lord. Like I believe that, the Lord, that there's a last day message about the coming and the return of Jesus Christ, and what that looks like for a people. And so here's the deal. God is going to turn the hearts of the fathers to the sons. It's sons. It's not just children, it's actually sons. And sons to the fathers. And listen, I believe this with all my heart, that God is going to restore us into the perfect love of the Father. Like, you know what? Every time the, the Lord comes as Father and I get totally plastered and messed up, I'm like, God, I thought I knew you this way. And he's like, no, here's another dose. And he just nails me. And I'm saying this because here's what happened. My father just opened the doors to me. I was a wreck. I was a mess and he, he was like, "We'll do whatever it has we have to do to get you straightened out." Go to teen challenge. I didn't go. No, because there was a grace on my life to walk it out. Some people it is not the grace. But then it went, then we go years down the road. I'm I'm out of Bible school. I'm I'm growing my family up and my dad was in distress. You understand what I'm saying? And there's something about the hearts of the children, the sons to the fathers, and the and the heart of the fathers to the sons, that there's a reciprocation that brings heaven to earth. And so he was in distress in his life and he needed his son. It took me, it didn't take my mother. It took me to step in, although there was all kinds of other things outside, to snap him into the reality of God. God loves you. What are you doing? And it was like, there was an alignment. I'll tell you what happened. There was a lot of hurt, a lot of brokenness, a lot of things he was never healed of. Come on. You can be in Christianity for 30, 40 years and not get healed of the things that God's been after the whole time. And then church hurt starts happening. How many have how many been hurt by the church? Good, we'll get set free from an offended heart. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Because guess what, we're human. I will do things that will upset you. And in the midst of revival, I guarantee I'm going to do something that's going to upset someone. I promise you. And the Lord is looking for us to be a family. Because what happens in family is that our hearts are towards one another. So that we know. Because I know my kids. It was, a, it was the craziest thing. So I was, my heart was... Towards my dad. And he, he had a turn in his life. <laughs> Literally. Massive turn. At 60 years old. Come on. He's in heaven with the Lord now. But I have to say this. It was a reciprocation because my heart was towards my father. And the father's heart, he's, he was always towards me. Right? Right? So I'm thinking about these things, and I'm thinking about walking. For some reason, pew, came into my mind. I'm walking across the parking lot with Josiah. when I, I don't know. He was like at that weird age, you know? Like, I say weird age because he wasn't holding my hand anymore. Come on, parents. Like, it's a weird time. And, and when he did this, I just was like, I grabbed his hand real quick, like, after he reached out and grabbed my, we were just walking towards, it was probably the sports store. We were getting. I was getting him something inside there. But it was just a weird time. He was probably like 11-ish maybe. I don't know. Just, but it's an odd time, right? And so he's walking with me and he just grabs my hand and I'm like, <gasps> you don't understand. It like, my heart leaped inside of me. And I grabbed his hand and I walked in the store. I'm like. Because it may be the last time. Do you understand what I'm saying? (laughs) Come on, we got little boys. And they're not little boys anymore. They're they're young adults that need, come on. I say this, no, no, he's good, he's a good kid. He's my buddy. But I just, I thought about that time and I thought about uh, how my heart leapt towards my son. And God's going to restore this. In the church. You hear me? God's going to ret- re- restore this with relationships between even spiritual fathers, spiritual sons, but even greater that our love towards the father is like, oh, I can hold your hand. Oh, I can come up. And I'm not, I'm not like that guy, like think I'm going to step up into daddy's lap. I'm just not that guy. Because I think of the awe and the majesty and the love of God. And when he comes like a father and he just, he just invades me, like it's like I get this massive hug. My dad was a good hugger, come on. So I just get this massive like, embrace from the Lord. Because he loves you and he wants you to just incredibly just get lost in him. And when he hugs you and when he comes to you, listen, every place, in every person in this room, God is trying to break down our, our natural father thoughts and help us to embrace. And not that he doesn't want to restore. Come on, and some of them, they've gone, by, gone to be with God and, and hopefully been be with the Lord, and you can't help it. But I'm telling you, God is coming to restore the hearts of the fathers to the sons and daughters and the hearts of the the daughters and the sons towards the fathers so that there breaks the curse so it breaks the curse over the earth so it breaks the curse over the earth because we're looking look at what's going on you've got all this confusion You've got gender confusion, identity confusion. You've got it all. And God is going to take care of it. Listen to me. He will take care of it. But it is going to be through a model that the church releases in the earth. We have to model the love of Jesus. Yeah, And I'm telling you, so we have this this portion of Scripture so that what, the spirit of Elijah can come upon the church in power. Because there's such a restoration of relationship. Because it is all about a family. And so how do we sustain, like, even I feel like, it was so sacred. Like last night, for some reason, I felt like the sacred awe on what he did And and, and the whole weekend, there's such a sacredness in our, even our relationship. I feel like God has just connected us in a sacred way. And it's not like I don't throw that around like lightly. I feel like there's there's divine relationships and connections and it's about family. It can't be about, oh, I'm networking. Because the Lord's going to cut that all up. And he doesn't care about our monetizing YouTube videos and all the other trash that we do in the church. Oh, just kill the cow over there. (laughs) I'm serious. Because I realize that, man, so much of this is about making money and monetizing. And Jesus won't have it. The Father loves us too much. Hey all right. All right. I said I wasn't going to be long, so I'll go, I'll move along. Cuz there was a couple of things that I just want us to see. And my younger brother mentioned one of those things out of Ephesians chapter 3, but I just want to hit Ephesians chapter 1 because we're asking the Lord for like open our eyes. Right? You have to come to a reality that your eyes are open when you're in the family. I don't care what kind of gifting we have. Come on. The Lord wants the fruit of family. And what what Stevie spoke just a moment ago about honor. Like if we just honor one another. And you know what? It's so funny. Like, Jeremy, Jeremy's probably 10 years younger than me. Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to tell. But either way, I know he's younger than me. Right? I'm just saying, but my point is I know he's younger. He's my younger brother, and I'm able to receive from him like, like he's a father. Is that okay? Okay and see when we think that age has got us somewhere that we that it's, it, it elevates us and we can't learn right that's messed up we get stuck i'm telling you it will be paralyzing it will stop movements because we think we're entitled because of how many years what we've done what we've accomplished all this stuff i always come like a kid every person that's come in here i'm like eh. You know, Charlie Shamp. I I know he's way younger than I am, but I receive from him like I'm a kid. Not that I don't know anything, and not that he can't receive anything from me. But there's people around, right? Listen, there's things that Stevie's carrying. Like if I was, I thought of if I was a worship leader, I want to be like Jake Hamilton. No, I want to be like him. I'm not kidding though. Right? Seriously. Because of what he's carrying. And you have to honor everyone in the family and what they're carrying so that it can multiply. Because there's no multiplication if we don't honor. And we want to see babies birth but we, you know, it can be birth but it can't go higher than me. The Lord's going to smack that stuff down. And I can encourage you and be an encouragement, but nope, don't you, you don't know more than I do. You're hearing me. So where was I? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. So much for not going long. No, actually, I'm doing good. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you. (laughs) I just want to say this. The Father of glory wants to give you. You don't even have to read the rest of the verse. But the Father of glory wants to give you. He wants to give you more than you can think. He wants to give you the fullness of himself. He wants to give you all of himself. He doesn't hold any part back. I hope my kids understand this. But but like Tori, we were... we were having, it was a family moment, and it wasn't too long ago, and she was like, she got right on the big chair with me. If anyone's been at my house, we have this big chair with a hassock. but she sat on me like, you know, she was 10, well, whatever. Like she was 24 or 25, however old you are now. God help me. God help me. I'm, I'm too young to have a, anyway. But you understand what I'm saying? But what happens when that happens, like coming right to me, I'll do anything you want. I will do anything you want. I was always dead with the girl. But Tori, done. The grandchildren, take whatever you want. I'll give you everything. I don't know what else I can give. I'll give you everything. Do you understand what I'm saying? So this is the heart of the Father. If that's me, I can't even explain. Language that we have, even the Greek, like Greek for the word love is like four different words. And so if we're trying to understand what God's love looks like towards us, and how when I walk around when I'm fatherless, God will break fatherlessness off the generation. I'm telling you, the Z generation is going to know the love of God. I prophesy it right now. The millennials will know the love of God like they've never known before. The X generation will know the love of God. And the boomers will know the love of Jesus Christ. And I, don't, I can't tell you what it's going to look like and how the expression is going to be. But there has to be a loving Father that's opened up and that comes. And it's okay that there's correction. And it's okay that there's things that align us and, and shift us. And it should be okay. Because the Bible says this, if I'm a father and I don't correct my children, I'm raising... Bastards. Yeah? So I say this. Why is it so important? It's so important. Because when I go to the Father of glory and he gives me, he just wants to give me. Like he says, listen, I give you. He just desires to give us treasure. You don't have to work for it. Guess what? When you love him, <laughs> when you go and you like this, right? Sit on his lap, go sit, well, nuzzle up to the father, all of a sudden stuff starts coming. Why? Because I've got favor with my father. And you have favor with your father. Do you believe that? No, I, I just, knowledge is okay. But it also puffs up. So we think that we know things, but we don't really know it because we never experienced it. So I have to go back to this, this text that my son sent me a few nights ago. And, I'm, and if he's watching, please, I'm not exposing you. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's really, really good. Because when we receive the key, it unlocks something. Right? I shared this the other night, but I'm just going re- to reiterate something. He said, I had a dream you were in a room. And it, and it, it, yeah, I'll slow down. Thank you. I had a dream you were in a room alone. It was shaking, but you could, not, you could not handle the force of it alone. Stop right there. The room started to expand, but yet you stood fast. Then he was talking about how he doesn't dream, but he said, the walls began to, to move, and yet you held position, no matter what expanded with the walls and the ceiling. And he said, the only thing that filled up the room was God's love. And it's crazy, because once you see it, you can feel it. So it was a night vision, really, that he had. And, he, and the Lord expressed, like, this is what the love of God looks. Guess what? He wants to expand your room. Remember? You don't want raisin. You want a blown-up room, wide, Free. You don't want this little shriveled up thing in your spirit, man. You want to be able to handle the love of God and let it expand in your life in exponential. Say it. exponential. Exponential. You need to understand that God wants to expand Himself inside of you in such a way. The Father of glory wants to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and when you get the real spirit of wisdom and revelation he begins to open up things and so carrying the glory of god as a family what does it look like we didn't discuss the rest of it but Stevie had asked me last night he said what how's it how's it how's it work you guys in the family and doing ministry together i said it's just I don't even think I answered the question because Lisa came up. and we st- But I feel like, listen, it's about family, and that means we honor one another. I honor my daughter and my wife's wisdom, even if I'm being an idiot. <laughs> Do you understand? Come on, boys. We try to be stubborn and think we know everything. Oh, no, I know. I know about the anointing. I know what I should be doing. No, listen to the wisdom. Because wisdom will open things up. All right, so the spirit of wisdom and revelation. To what? In the knowledge of him. So it's not about how much revelation I get. It's not about how much knowledge I get. It's not about any of those things. It's about the knowledge of him. It's about knowing him. and It's about the experiential revelation and opening up of who God is. Yeah. And I want to show off my gift. But God really is not impressed with my gift. He gave it to me. He knows all about it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Everyone, okay. Jump over to the... Ephesians 3, and I will close, I promise. I know, I made him just sit behind me so I didn't have to look at him, I guess. <laughs> I'm teasing, Stevie, come on. See, now you know he's family because I just, just calling things out along the way. I'm teasing. Chapter 3 and verse 14. He already read this. He already read this. For this reason, I bow my knee to the Father. What happens when you bow your knee to the Father? It's honoring the Father. It's honoring his majesty. It's honoring his glory. It's not taking for granted anything that happens in the presence of God. Listen, as revival continues to increase, and and that's a, it's a, the word. I don't know. You know? We want to call this revival, we want to call that revival. As God's presence increases, as his glory increases, it better bring us to something else. Because we can't just sit here and have good conferences and think that it's a, that we survive. We want to thrive. I, I, I appreciate the fact when the building's full and it will continue to fill up, and we're, I think we knock people out because people are missing because of the weekend, right? So... But I I realize this, that the Lord is wanting us to be able to retain and move and run together. And nothing can get in the way of that. And so when I honor the Father, I honor the Son. And when I honor the Father and the Son, I honor the Holy Spirit. And when I kneel before the Father, the union of the three, it begins to open up favor on my life because he wants to do exactly what he did in in 17 in 117 he wants to give me he wants to throw things to me not like a dog he wants to just toss things at me he does he he, are you with me guys it it, we have to have this understanding the lord is like he's so like the loving kindness word you can't even you can't even describe what it is loving kindness it's so it's so multifaceted that God's loving kindness over your life will should destroy anything the enemy's ever even tried to do, if you're living in it. And so there's a difference between positional and the reality, because you want to walk in the reality. But it goes right into that, right? For this reason, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not Jesus, the Father. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Everything, everything on earth and heaven is named, is declared is spoken into existence. That he would, ah, grant you. Like we forget about all these verbs. Like, that he'll just grant me. According to what? The riches of his glory. And I'm saying that and it falls flat because we don't even have an understanding. You don't even have a grid for what the riches of his glory looks like. The riches of his glory kind of looks like what happened the other night. Kind of looks like what happened just now in the, in, in the presence of the Lord. Kind of looks like that. But that's not the fullness of it because there's something greater. Listen, we're in the flow and we're in the river that's headed towards that place. But there's a greater understanding of the riches of his glory in this hour. And it comes through the revelation of a family. The whole family. Not a broken family, the whole family. To be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded. And I love the picture that was even prophesied earlier about your roots growing deep. And the wild vine that flows from your life expands. Isn't that where you want to be? Isn't that where you want to live? The ever-increasing glory that actually deposits love in your life, that when the love of God comes to your life and the love of the Father, the love of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit come to your life and begin to manifest themselves in the fruit of the Spirit because that's what's going to manifest. You all right? And that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints. And that's where we get stuck. And that's why we needed 117. Because he wants to expand our hearts and our minds to be able to see and know. Come on, guys. We're diving deep right here. To comprehend. To comprehend what the width, the depth the expanse, the intergalactic love that God is pouring out in this hour for the family of God. It's not for some ministry, <sighs> and we have a ministry, <laughs> but it's for a family. And it's not just one ministry; it's about families, right? This ministry, that ministry, that ministry, that's me walking in love. Then what happens is an explosion, and the harvest will just—you won't even, it'll, we won't be—we won't have enough room. That's why when I'm looking, I'm thinking, God, I don't know. Like when Jeremy was calling for, like, blueprints, technology. I'm like, yep, yeah, I don't even know what I'm doing. The place of prayer, adoration, that's where you're going to find blueprints that's going to help you to understand and receive the capacity and the fullness of who God is. To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, which passes knowledge, which passes knowledge, which passes the way I understand or know anything else. It, it goes beyond the way I knew the Father before. It goes beyond the way I, I ever understood what the Lord looked like. It, I can't put him on a grid. I can't take my Father's face and put it over God's face because that's incomplete. I can't take God's face and put it over my Father's face because that's not even, that's not fullness either. Are you with me? Because there has to be the expanse. And then when God comes and shows us in fullness who He is, oh my gosh, everything will change. Remember the minefield. It'll be a gold field. It'll be a gold mine. The Lord is trying to change. And so sometimes we're sitting here and we're trying to comprehend the love and the knowledge of God. And I'm saying, God, here we are. We just had an amazing weekend. But it should just be something that reveals the Father in a greater capacity so that we can step into the fullness of who he is. So I felt like the Lord was saying tonight that the Lord himself is coming as the father of glory and as we worship right now that people that have had a messed up grid of who God is can you be are you with me sorry I have to have my back towards someone in this place there has to be like any any grid that you've had of the father we're just gonna say Lord open up our minds open up our hearts. Lord, we want to know you in the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Lord, I'm asking because you want to give it to us right now. You want to give it to us right now. You want to release it to us right now and you want to, you want to smash come on. He's a gentle, loving Father. But he wants to destroy any place where you're broken before the Father because you have you can't grasp the fatherhood of God he needs to like deconstruct that and some of you have broken father wounds inside of you yep I'm going after it Actually, the Lord's going after it. You've broken filters on how you see the Father. And he's about to shift them right now. You believe me? I believe he's going to do it. Because he wants to do it. It's his desire. His eye is on you.